Hi, this is Molly Campbell. And this is Liz Ryan. And this is Human Workplace Lunch Hour, episode 12. Mm, 12, like bagels. <laughs> yes. Today we're talking about what it means to give your best. You know, Liz, we always hear, give your best to everything you do. But in our travels, we meet an awful lot of people who talk about the things they're doing at work and at home and what we hear is that they're not always giving their best. They have a lot of reasons for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they might withhold some of their brilliance at work because they feel that they're not getting paid to do their boss's job or to have altitude on the work they perform or to save energy uh -huh. for another project that they haven't quite figured out yet. Yep. You know, we think that, that our idea vault is limited. We think that we have to squirrel away our good ideas sometimes and our emotional energy instead of really spending it in the moment. And what we found in the work we do is that you have to spend it all, right? Yeah, yeah. When you spend it, you get replenished instantly. Absolutely, absolutely, Molly. I so agree with you. I mean, so many people that we talk to are waiting for something. They don't know what. <laughs> uh -huh. And they will tell you, well, I'm waiting. And, hey, I am all about the idea of waiting for the universe to deliver. But, you know, I mean, we've heard since we were little kids, God helps those who help themselves. Right. And it doesn't matter whether or not you believe in God. Mother Nature also, you know, responds to your forward energy. This idea of waiting, what is going to come along and knock you on the head and tell you what you need to be doing? It's going out and exploring and and being vulnerable enough to say, this is my best, I will bring my best, whether I get fairly compensated for it or not, whether people recognize me or not, whether I get acknowledgement for it or not. It's almost like some of the people we've talked to feel like if they take it to the limit of what their best is, that then that's it. Mm -hmm. Instead of realizing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. once they take it to the best, it opens yet portals to get better to from get that. better from that well you know they i worry about spending that last that idea wall. that's right spending that last idea i look at my kids and i would say you know you would be a better judge than i would of course i'm a little bit close to it but you know my kids are reasonably well balanced and they're pretty positive and all that kind of stuff but every single one of my kids has said to me at some point well i already figured out i'm no good at that Right. And it wasn't right. just something trivial. It was something that they actually would kind of like to be good at. Every single one of them has said, well, I'd love to be able to do that, but I'm not that good. You know why? Because school, they ran right. into some kind of a brick wall at an early age, third grade, fourth grade, fifth they grade. They learned that thought pattern. That's right. That limitation. That limitation that you didn't do this the way the best kid did it, so therefore so it don't bother. Enough, right? Yeah, don't bother. Don't bother. Do you remember... We had a client, it's a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and she was an athlete in high school, very gifted athlete. And she, her high school coach said to her, you know, there's a girl at the rival oh, high school this. Yeah. who will kick your ass in the <laughs> regional um, competition. She and literally said to a kid, a 16-year-old, you're really good, but you will not beat this girl. And she gave up the sport she yeah. gave how it ridiculous. up how ridiculous to make everything a competition and this is one of the reasons i think that so many people are holding back i don't want to embarrass myself i don't want to 
um, throw myself. I, I want you to throw yourself into everything you do. If you, if you hate your job and you still throw yourself into it, you're going to grow muscles that you'll use in a job that you don't hate. You'll find that little nugget of something that gives you the mojo that you need maybe to launch a job search or to talk to your boss or somebody or or to lift your eyes above the desk and talk to a customer or a vendor or a bank partner or somebody who might be the keyhole to the next thing. So it's this idea of sort of like the courage to just bring it. And, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and sometimes I feel when we're talking to a client that's locked like this, that we've got to get a screwdriver out and pry off the lid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a paint can that's stuck right. and you got to get right. that screwdriver mm-hmm. in that groove and pry it off mm-hmm. because they have bought in to someone else's uh, assessment that they've filled up the space right. in that job or in that, um, that designation, that title or whatever. And they're forgetting that they have to go to their own inner guidance to an inner wisdom of, of who they are. Right. Who are they? You know, I'm thinking of a client recently that we talked to um, who uh, we coached into thinking much higher right. in right. looking at uh, her possibilities, at titles yeah. that could possibly be um, uh, in her future. Right. And, you know, people do need to be reminded that, the limitation is on them. What, what You are actually limiting yourself by saying, I'm not good enough or I can't do that. It's one thing if you don't want to play sure. a certain instrument sure. or sure. Who cares? learn to do a certain yeah. thing. But if you're just saying, I really like that, but I've been told I'm, I've been that's, told. That's, right. I'm not good enough, exactly. then, then the extending yourself beyond that doesn't feel like a... Uh, a good thing to do, whereas it's the one thing you should be doing. The one thing you should do. You know, so many people that we meet, Molly, have the demeanor, I guess, that they seem to be waiting for their big moment. And our message is your big moment is right now. There's nothing to wait for. Throw it out there. Be ridiculous. Be random. Be whatever. I mean, how random are we? with the stuff that we write (laughs) and talk about and the pictures and the little red riding hood. I don't even know. I don't know what a wolf looks like. My phone was dead. I would have looked on Google images to get a rough approximation. The teeth were 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 the whole thing because if it hadn't been the teeth. Sure. But who cares? Nobody cares. Who cares? And, and so the idea of stretch yourself to do something that you thought maybe before you better not or, you know, they're not paying me for that. That's the one that kills me. No, the universe is paying you for doing That's that. Right. Don't worry about the cash. Are you going to withhold? How is it going to hurt that guy? It's hurting you. That's right. It's hurting you. It's like they talk about, you know, holding a grudge is like taking little bits of poison and expecting the other person to get sick. It's the same thing. That's I'm right. going to withhold my best work. Well, people haven't seen the best of me. Why not, my darling? Why not? Yeah. What are you yeah. waiting for? Mm-hmm. If the stage is too small, great, find a that's bigger right. stage. That's right. But thinking, well, you know, I don't really feel like finding a bigger stage, and that's not on my to-do list right now, and I really need to plan my vacation, and all these distraction, distraction, I'm going to go get a piercing, you know. Or it feels like too much work. Exactly. Well. It's, the, it's almost the opposite of work. 
It only feels like work until you get far enough into it to see that it's a pressure release valve, actually, when you start to dig into what would make me really happy, what would make me feel really employed in the full sense of the word, mm -hmm. really working my muscles and growing my muscles every day. And when you, when you look at a person who limits themselves by saying, I'm not going to go the extra mile or I'm not going to offer that idea mm -hmm, in a meeting mm -hmm. or even though I've, I've thought of something that, that might be cool, you're taking away that spark place, that magic place that happens because someone who does say something that could become a wonderful idea takes away the possibility of being elevated beyond mm -hmm. their wildest dreams, mm -hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't That's know it. you knew that area. Exactly. I didn't know you had that. Gee, now here's a special project for you. And that I mean, it could go so many different ways when you when you limit yourself. Uh, there's a story in the works um, at Forbes, which is called "How to Gain the Respect of Your Coworkers," mm -hmm. and it's a story, uh, a Q and A, and it's a person writing to say, you know, I've been in this job six months, and I would have expected my coworkers by now to understand better what I'm capable of and to ask for my help, Ooh. right? Oh, yes. We've seen this many oh, times. Oh, yes, we have. Um, what's wrong with them or what can I do to jog them to use my expertise and to value it and to put me on the mini, you know, pedestal that I believe that I should be on? And if you can, you can imagine oh, yes. what we're telling this person is that, you know, that is a kind of withholding. Until you see me, you know, the way that I demand to be seen, you know, you won't get anything from me. Who wins? Who wins? Who wins? You do not need that designated expert title. And actually, you know, one of the terms I really hate in the business lexicon of three-letter acronyms is SME, subject matter expert. I mean, when you give that designation to someone, it's kind of like saying, A, it's another externally conferred right. designation. You are now an official subject matter expert. The whole point is the learning process. The whole point is the forward motion. Right. We never get to that place. The minute you get anointed a subject matter expert such that you think you don't need to inquire anymore and you don't need to look, you're done. As you we never arrive. When do you arrive? No, you just don't. You're, it's the journey. It's the keeping going. Absurd. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. get off of that. But, you know, yeah. our message is bring your best to every little goofy, insignificant, who cares. Bring your best. Make it more fun, more creative, more expansive, um, higher level. It, just dig and, in. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to lead with your best. Don't be afraid to go there. You really don't know what's going to happen if you do. If you do. You, you, you cannot say that you know for sure what the outcome is going to be. And even so why not try? feels not like it, it might be a little bit aversive. Oh, my boss yeah. would re freak out if she saw what I was really? capable Let her freak out. Maybe that's the next thing that's supposed to happen. That's right. You're going to change the energy. energy. What we're not trying to do is keep sit in static energy. You know those places when you walk into a workplace. Oh, yes, you can feel it. And We've it's, been there. Oof. We've been there. We've uh, yep. And it's closed and yeah. it's dark. That Who are you helping? What are you waiting for? I, I, my basic understanding of human life is that it's time. You get some years, that's, that's right. all you get. You don't get anything else. They do that's not right. give you a house and a lunch bucket. That's right. They don't <laughs> give you studded tires. No. All you get is time. That is it. You don't even know how much time. Why would you waste the time saying, well, I guess I'll just stick it out of this job. I pretty much hate the job. My boss doesn't appreciate me at all. That's why I don't bring my best at work, because she would never appreciate. What a cage you build for yourself 
when you have all these ideas and then you act in accordance with them, they're nuts. They're That's goofy. Right. My sister used to say all the time, oh, I'm so sorry, reality isn't the way you thought it was. <laughs> that was her big saying. Because <laughs> she worked, you know, in the corporate world for years and startups, and people get angry. And they would say, oh, I thought it was different. And they would be mad. How dare it be different? And she would say, I'm so sorry. Oh. The reality did not apply to you, pumpkin. It's not going to. And it's by learning how reality really is that you get sort of control over it. That you feel that you can flex and bend and that you can move with it. You can ride waves. You can grab a surfboard or one of those little kickboards they have at the Y. Did you have those when you were a kid? Absolutely did. Absolutely did. The foam? Yes, indeed. Love those things. Yeah. So that's our lesson, I guess, for the day, our little sermonette. Yeah. What else we can talk about? Well, you know, we get an awful lot of feedback. And and our discussions inspire that. Yep. In our last human workplace lunch hour, when we talked about the business side of human workplace, we called that segment of the program backstage. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Backstage at human workplace. So we had a question this week from Ellie in Montreal. Ellie heard you on CJAD radio. Oh yeah, yeah. Liz, and she Marker, sent yep. this question. Okay. Dear human workplace. I love everything you say and write, and I am planning to take one of your virtual courses for working people. I wish every employer could hear your message. Do you work with employers as well as working people and job seekers? How do CEOs respond to the human workplace message? Thanks for all you do, Ellie. Oh, thanks, Ellie. Yep. Tommy Schermacher Show on Monday morning. Excuse me, Monday morning. CJAD, CGAD Radio in Montreal, but... How do CEOs respond? Well, we don't know how they respond, honestly, Ellie, because we don't talk to them unless they contact us. But they right. contact us pretty much in droves. And and you know what it is? It really is not, oh, my gosh, I need to completely reinvent my company. For Who has time? They're mm-hmm. in the middle of, mm-hmm. of the firestorm. They're in the middle of the wearing blender, mm-hmm. you know. Use another old expression, <laughs> our true. favorite thing. Yes, we are. You know, but it's because they have pain. It's the same reason individuals it's contact us. No uh, we're different. thrilled when people say, I just love your message and I don't need your help right now. We're delighted. This builds the momentum and the cushion of air and it builds everything up. It's great. Fans and followers, you know, you don't have to take our courses or do the stuff. You don't need it. It's, we're thrilled that, you know, you're flying forward on your path. It's absolutely wonderful. But the CEOs that contact us are not people who say, I'm just a fan of your writing. They wouldn't have time to write that message. They say, I'm a fan of the stuff that you do and I need your help because we have trouble hiring people or we have trouble hanging on to people or we have some disturbance in the force with our management team. Or there's a cultural... Yes, connect. Yeah, they've had rapid growth, or yep. they had the opposite. They're consolidating, and there was a cultural shift, and the energy's not as good as it used to be, or they have problems with a specific person. We specialize in sticky human topics, which could be, you know, a vice president with a drinking problem or a drug problem. It happens. Or How a, could it not? A division or a group. I'm thinking of one company in particular where we all really needed an encounter for that group, exactly. right? To to exactly. work out their issues. So all. Yep. Telling the truth and growing the trust level, and there's no smacking anybody down, and there's no, no. putting anybody on the spot, and there's no. no no blame, no shame. It's just let's let's as a group improve the energy and open up the lines of communication, and be really honest with each other, and make this a fantastic place to work. That's pretty much the consulting that we do. 
we get involved in expert witness stuff Absolutely. when things break Absolutely. down and we, you know, go do a deposition and write an expert witness report and say, here's our findings and what we feel about this situation. And, you know, it's very powerful. It's, it's a ministry. That's a ministry. But And we support both sides. Both sides and, of know. that. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You know, both Molly and I come from the corporate world and, That's you right. know, we understand that there are people who do really bad things on both sides of that desk. Mm -hmm. It just, it does happen. But, you know, basically the, the corporate um, connection for us is that just like individuals, people take our courses, they do consulting, they have me come and speak, they do webinars, they do all the same kinds of things, weekends and so on. But the emphasis rather than let's get this person a job is how do we make this company a human workplace and an awesome place to work and get past whatever logjam or disturbance in the force that is in front of us now. Yeah, they're looking for some help with change. That's it. That's it. And God knows that's the constant. So anyway, yeah. Ellie in her in her uh, men, in her um, message, Molly mentioned the new courses coming up this weekend, mm -hmm. Saturday, February seventh. Should we talk about those? Oh, absolutely. We have four week virtual courses and more in depth twelve week virtual courses. So let's talk about the four week virtual courses first. Let's okay. Well, there's a bunch of those. Well, there's writing my first pain letter, which is a course how to write a pain letter, all the steps of researching mm -hmm. and writing that pain letter, a four week course to reach your hiring manager directly and avoid the dreaded black hole of recruiting. And then we've got find your hiring manager, which is obviously a complimentary course because you got to find the hiring manager to send the pain letter to. And that's all about how to find that person using online tools that, you know, you're going to reach. And then there's humanize your resume. And that's our four week course on putting a human voice in your resume uh, and create your LinkedIn profile about setting up a compelling LinkedIn profile that will showcase your brilliance, right, mm -hmm. and your personality to the world. There's a four-week virtual course called Networking for Job Seekers, since networking, of course, is such a vital piece of a job search. Totally. That's actually our first networking course. We had talked and talked about doing a 12-week virtual course on networking, but we just had too many things going on. So well, we and too many requests to simplify, you know, get it concentrated sure. down and deliver sure. it. So, and, yeah. and, you know, what is networking in general? What are you going to have a course like, in general, become a networker? It's applied, yeah. right? Yeah. Who's going to, like, yeah. I just, you know, so it's networking for job seekers. I'm sure in the future we'll have networking for entrepreneurs, networking for whatever. But anyway, so 24 Mojo. hours in a day still. There you go. Still I mean, 24 Think they're oh, more. that's the limitation that kills us. <laughs> I know, it does. kills us. It does. I mean, I'm I have gotten out of the tub, as you know, to write I down know, ideas I on know. a piece of paper. I it's know. sad. Well, I know it's bad. But anyway, Mojo, you know, is a huge piece of a job search or any big undertaking. So one of these four week virtual courses is Grow Your Job Search Mojo. You got to get your feet under yes. you to do this stuff, especially the stuff that we teach, because it requires stepping out of a comfortable box of lobbing resumes into you know. Automated recruiting portal. So if you're not going to do that, you gotta have you gotta be fueled by Mojo. And as soon as you get those muscles built, of course your job search gets a lot easier. And then there's negotiation for job seekers. That's brand new yep. this month, and that's really cool because it starts way before you actually have to talk about salary or benefits or title or anything on a job search. It starts by pegging what your salary level is in the competitive marketplace so that you go out there armed, very comfortable with the number you're naming and not feeling like, oh, imagine your majesty, whatever you're going to pay me is fine, right? It helps even the process and get a level playing field, exactly. doesn't it? 
Exactly. If you don't know why uh, anybody should hire you versus any other job seeker, you know, good luck getting a job because yeah. nobody ever hired anybody because they felt sorry for them. Yeah. Right? You have to show up as a person who can solve certain kind of pain, and then that's what we're going to talk about. So in the four weeks in that negotiation course, it goes through pegging your salary, broaching the topic of compensation during the recruiting process, and then negotiating a job offer, as well as negotiating all the other aspects apart from salary, like even things like going to out-of-town travel mm -hmm. or completing a project which is a very common thing for employers to ask for these days during a recruiting process yeah and that's so important we've had so many requests for a course like that and it's terrific to finally bring it, it is out. it's very satisfying and then of course your career direction not going to get very far without a direction we wouldn't want you to so we have two courses about that the short one four-week virtual course is called set your career direction that's super popular yeah. and then the other one is our new you one. know new and that's brand new. And then the other one is our old um, flagship, Reinvention Roadmap, the very first course we launched in May of 2013. And that's Career Direction, Branding, and Strategy. Super powerful, thick, a lot of pages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't have to do it all, but you do it as much as you want at your own pace. And that's a 12-week virtual course, also starting this weekend. I was thinking of this other new four-week one coming. What's that? The the uh, find your life's vision oh, yes. and lower Talk your stress, right? Talk about that. Talk about that. So how important is it? to focus in on the basic steps mm. of focusing in on your vision mm -hmm. and what can Absolutely. be more important to lower stress in your life Absolutely. than getting Thank a you grip for on mentioning that. that. Thank you for mentioning that. This idea of setting a vision, you know, we talk all the time about altitude. We're going to talk about it again in a second. Getting up on the hillside, stopping the action. We all have the to-do list. It's like driving into a snowstorm and the snow is just flying right at you, eye level. I love that. Bill Bryson writes about that phenomenon in yeah. his book. Yesterday, yesterday morning here in Boulder, oh, was. right? Ice, sheet uh, of ice, snow coming at the, at the windscreen, right? And today, 60, tomorrow, 70. It's, it's nuts here. It's Craziest weird place for here. weather. It's but uh, but the image of the, of the snow coming it's terrifying. It is terrifying. It's terrifying. And it blinds you. It Why actually not blinds go, you. And, and that's how we live most of our lives, right, right down on the ground. You so have we stop. to make a time to stop and focus on your vision, don't you? Totally. And to and to dare to have one, Molly. Mm -hmm. We were talking right. about that before. That's right. Dare to have one. Who don't show it to anyone if you're embarrassed. Who cares? That's right. Just put it in a journal. You don't have to be judged on it. We don't always have to be judged. I remember when I was like a young opera singer in Chicago, there were two reasons why I didn't like to tell people when I was going on an audition. If it was another soprano, I didn't oh, want to tell them because I didn't want them to go there. Show up they didn't tell me. I didn't tell them. That's We'd right. all go it's to some good. church three bus rides away, and, and there we would all we would be. What's up? Like, hey, Metzos, I'm going to tell them. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. But that's one reason. But the regular civilians, my regular friends at work and whatever, sure. the reason why I didn't tell them about auditions. I didn't want them to ask me later. It's the same reason a lot of high school kids don't tell everybody all the schools they're applying to. They only say sometimes when they got in. That's right. Because we're afraid of being judged. That's right. And so don't tell anybody if you don't want no. to. You don't want to have that yeah. pressure. But create that vision. So, Get clear. You, you know. Yeah. If you're 20, if you're 30, if you're 60, any doesn't age, matter. it doesn't matter. Make a vision for your time here. You know, otherwise, really, what are you doing? That's right. <laughs> and so it's just... 
going ahead and envisioning, put it on paper, draw a picture, sing a song, write a poem, whatever you want to do that says, why not try for that? That's right. What's the worst that can happen? You can't even fail. That's right. You can't even fail. All you can do is learn some stuff that you don't know already. That's right. Seems like a lot of fun. It does. It does. So each one of the four-week virtual courses costs $129. They all start on Saturday, February 7th. And we'll talk about our 12-week virtual courses on our next week's episode, I think. We'll get into it yep. then. Because I like to get to a testimonial letter sure. that we received from Olaf in Great. New York State. Great. And he says, Dear Liz and Molly, I was quite discouraged in my job search when it hit month six. Mm. Ooh. About that time, I came across your columns on LinkedIn. I was struck by the tone of Liz's writing, which is very accessible and friendly. It really hit me as I read that most of the advice you see for job seekers seems to come from the mountaintop. There's no empathy in it. It's as though we're supposed to blindly follow advice that comes from people with often no experience of their own to share. I looked at some of the LinkedIn profiles of some of these so-called career advisors, and I was startled because they don't seem to have any relevant experience at all. I went deep into the human workplace vortex and devoured your columns and podcasts. I started to employ the methods you teach, the human voiced resume, pain letters, and reaching hiring managers directly. I got my first two interviews of this long job Mm. search within a week of each other. I got a job offer last Friday. I didn't pursue the other opportunity. A bird in the hand, as they say. (laughs) Also, the response from the second company made it clear that they, quote, didn't get me. Mm. I learned from you that if they don't get you, they don't deserve you. My wife is an HR person, so it was quite ironic that I was the one who turned her on to human workplace. She's also an avid fan now and is enrolling in some of your courses for HR people. Thanks for everything. You make an incredible difference in the world, Olaf. That was wow, nice, wasn't that? that was nice. We love the letters. Nice. Well, I just love the fact, Olaf, that you <laughs> jumped into this stuff and sounds like, I don't know how long a period we're talking about, a few weeks, you were ready to say, nah, no. forget those people. You have to get there. That's right. You have That's to right. get there. I mean, you know, the first thing I learned from Molly was no means yes. That was the oh, first gee. one. No means yes. Yeah. That, that's a big that's a big one in my life. That's it's the first thing. A long time ago, no meant no. Yes. And then as I got older, no meant yes, because I could feel resistance. Yes. And, when, and I'm really sensitive to it now because I've made it my business to be yes. set, pay attention when I feel resistance coming up. So if I feel resistance and no is out there, I feel it, I have to push through it. I have to jump over it. I have to do something to get on the other side of the resistance and make it be something that then becomes yes and is just no Neutral. big deal. And then I just go on. Well, look how well it's worked out. Indeed it has. <laughs> Indeed it has. But so that was the very first thing that right I learned about no means yes. uh, yeah. from you. And yeah. then the second one was the idea of you have to shut doors. Everyone just said no means yes. Okay, Absolutely. so yes. So the thing that you think, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm afraid. That right. makes me feel icky. I don't want to talk to that guy. I don't want to try that thing. I don't want to write a human voice resume. I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to pick up the phone. don't want to try something All that new. Stuff, stuff, you know, you got to try it. But the other one is when you feel that core in, the, in your stomach, you know, under your diaphragm, whatever it is. Where you sing from, whatever. Yeah. And you say, no, I am not going to put myself through this thing where I'm going to get squashed and I'm going to get depleted, as Olaf is telling us. Right. You trust your gut. Trust that gut and say, you know what? I've had that experience before. I've been there. 
How many times does it happen to us, Molly? How many a times? A lot. A lot of a times. A lot. lot of times. Later, we'll talk about the that's 200 right. coffees and lunches that we oh, had. Oh, well, yeah. We that's were launching another, this business. for another episode. <laughs> and, and you say, you know what? I... I, I have to say no to some things. I cannot let fear make me say yes to something that is not the right thing because the universe is stronger. Mother nature bats last, as they say. That's right. And you're going to learn the hard way. Olaf is already saying no to stuff. And this is a muscle that's just going to be incredibly important on the new job and in life in general. Nope. Nope, not doing that. We're afraid. Afraid to let it go. Oh, it feels real. It feels solid. feels like I better hang on to everything. Anybody that shows interest in me, I'll go down that rat hole and I'll write marketing plans for free and I'll show up on interviews at a moment's notice and I'll talk to random people that call me out of the blue and I'll put up with insults and slights and slurs and slings and arrows and everything else because maybe there's a job at the end of it. Hey, if your gut is saying these people are playing you and it's not going anywhere, walking away, your mojo will grow. Don't you fight your instinct, right? Cloud of air. And you know what I love about Olaf's letter is that he says after month six, yeah. he was willing to try something new. Love it. Why not? Thank you, Olaf. I mean, that's the point, right? You, you're getting signals, and the signals don't lie, and they're saying this isn't working. So rather than just you know staying in the wrong mouse maze, you just try something new. What's the worst that can happen? If you send a pain letter and they don't like it, I can pretty much guarantee... That you are not going to get arrested. Pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. At yeah. least not for that. Yeah, not for that. <laughs> not for that. They are not coming to your house to right. slash, your, slash tires. your tires. You're going to no, be not. fine. Right. Just do it. All right. Right. So let's wrap up. Yeah. Episode 12, we got a definition. Absolutely. We get a lot of term, uh, a lot of questions about yep. the term. You use the term a lot. Altitude. Yep. Love you it. You want to give it. us sure. a little explanation? Absolutely. Okay. So altitude is perspective, right? It's Think about climbing a hill and then looking down from the hillside. You can see a lot more territory when you're up on the hillside. You can look at where you've come from and where you're headed. Down on the ground where we spend really, truly most of our time, you don't have such a clear vision about your direction. Uh -huh. It's not always obvious which path to take. So we teach people to get altitude on their careers, businesses, and lives. We teach them to get out of the weeds, get perspective, and it's so helpful to be able to get out of the day-to-day -day details and look at the big picture. Is your career still you know, the right direction for you? Mm -hmm. Is your current job still serving you? You got to ask these questions. So when you get altitude, you can see how to proceed. You can see your path more clearly. When you get back down to the ground, your priorities have shifted and you won't jump right back into ticking items off your to-do list. Because, you know, and a lot of times, a beautiful explanation, thank you. Um, a lot of times, the to-do list, you say, what was the point of that to-do list? It was going toward a goal that was very, very small, very limiting. What, so what if I did those things to please this person that I don't care about? When you get perspective, you see over walls. You see how to fly over, Absolutely. a vault over, a jump over, Absolutely. a tunnel under. Oh, I didn't realize that wall ended right there, and I could just run another 100 yards down the field That's right. and go right around it. it really, uh, this hillside analogy is so apt because, you know, it's it's – Oh, I didn't realize that river connected to that way over there, and I could do that. Um, we get crunched down by fear, don't we? And we're not even in the weeds. We're burrowed down in the ground. And into um, putting the needle down on the record that goes around and around, you know, as records used to, um, that we get, in the, we get in a groove that mm -hmm. just 
gets us to the weekend or mm-hmm. gets us mm-hmm. to the end of the project and then you do the next project or whatever. And instead of taking time to give yourself a breath of fresh air and say, you know, let me lift up and look at this yes. from a much broader perspective. Absolutely. And it's going to change. It takes, takes, takes training. It's it, a muscle. It takes trying. It takes it trying. And it's doing it. And, you know? and believing that you deserve to have time devoted and thought an emotional energy devoted to you. Exactly right. Which is a foreign idea to a lot of people. No, no, it's all about my kid and, and the job and paying the bills. And where are you in the middle of a lot? If you're just a machine that is functioning to keep the house and keep the job, then what is the purpose? I mean, what is the core of you other than a, a, a piece of equipment on a job and a piece of equipment in front of the stove making dinner and so on? What? Where's the you pursuing your own path? And, you know, I think we find that when we remind people that they're allowed to take a few moments, we often tell clients to take a few moments at the end of the day and just write some thoughts down about that day. Even if it's five minutes, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. to begin that writing process in a notebook, a spiral bound, you know, little one of those dollar notebooks from the dollar store, whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be a fancy journal or whatever, or it can be. Yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah. If it, if a ritual helps you and Mm -hmm. that's part of it, that's great. But even that little bit of time at the end of every day will begin to help to build altitude because you go back over what you've written over a week or two weeks or a month and you start getting exactly. a bigger picture. The longitudinal piece. I know I'm always shocked when I look at my old emails. I so said, I wrote that. Um, and journaling is the best, best way to yeah. track. You still have some of your really oh, old ones. I have. Jur- I, I started a mom's journal. Well, I journaled, you know, in high school. Yes. Our, my 10th grade English teacher, Mr. Sapiti, had us do that. And and then I didn't. And then when I had kids in 1993, it might have been right before I delivered them. I can't remember. I started journaling again. And I did for years and years. And the only reason that I don't journal regularly now is because I, I just throw the stuff on. Well, well I, think, you know. I think every day we're yeah. doing we're doing that process. It's become yeah. an art form for us. Yeah. And but that's over thousands and thousands of hours and scores and scores of days over years that we've been allowing the brain to open up and, and get the thoughts out there and get the ideas out there and uh, learn to switch gears and change paths. And I mean, it's become, you know, it's become an elevated art form of its, of its own. But for people who say, Oh, you know, I can't do that or whatever. Take the little step, take the little step to start just downloading some thoughts five minutes at the end of the day. Absolutely. Don't censor yourself anything at all. My reaction to a commercial that I saw on TV or a lady was driving in front of me with a red Honda, I kind of want a Honda. Just anything at all, the pen and the page. And what's going to happen is pretty quickly as you journal, you're going to be amazed, the pen is going to take over. And you're not going to have to think about what to write. You're going to be like, oh, my hand is moving. Yeah. It's not going to feel like a chore. Exactly. It's going to feel like part of a process. It's a release. That, absolutely. It's a fantastic thing, absolutely. Molly. Journaling. Love yeah, it. it well, thanks, you guys, for supporting Human Workplace. We're right on top of 500,000 followers on LinkedIn. That yeah. went fast, it's, didn't it? It's amazing. We want to thank everybody for liking our 
Facebook page and for following Liz's columns on LinkedIn and Forbes. And thanks for telling your friends about us. Oh my we really gosh. appreciate it. We're so grateful. And also, thank you for giving us um, recommendations and introductions that get us doing keynote speeches or right. working with organizations and right. all of the outreach and the evangelism and the flame carriers and the torch bearers. And we are completely grateful, thrilled that there are millions of people in this movement now. We're reinventing work for people. That's the only thing we care about, write about, speak about, sing about, draw about. All the time. Thanks for to everyone out there for being part of the movement. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, bye. See you next time.